Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good morning, good evening from both of us. Hello. Yet again. Yeah. We are very, very sorry that this episode is late. It's basically, we basically skipped an episode (laughs) because I was halfway through writing this and then um, the USB that it was on corrupted and it all got deleted and I was very, very distressed and had to rewrite it, as well as um, university work that I had to also rewrite because it also got corrupted. Um, fun. So that's why this so much is fun. basically a week late. I'm Don't sorry. And, and I... <laughs> <laughs> it's not only you. I've 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 also been like completely AWOL because I've been moving house, which was a lot of fun mm. in itself, as everyone fucking loves yeah. moving house. So. They do. Oh yeah, write off everything I just said. It's entirely Jasmine's fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just blame me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very used to that. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> As the middle child. Oh, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so today's story. This was actually recommended to me by a listener called Danny. So I'm very, very thankful to her. Thank you, Danny. Um, and it is a place called Frightmare Manor. Mm. Sounds like my kind of place already. Let's do it. So my sources for this were historicarchaeology.weebly.com, onlyinyourstate.com, tnvacation.com, viralnova.com, and frightmaremanor.com. I'm sure most of us will have visited a haunted house scare attraction before especially around Halloween. I know Jasmine and I have, being traumatised repeatedly by Farmageddon. (laughs) One word, guys. Chainsaw zombie. Well, that's two words. Chainsaw zombie. Many of these attractions create a fictionalised spooky backstory for themselves in order to make the experience more terrifying for guests. However, one such attraction... Frightmare Manor in Talbot, East Tennessee, has had no need to fabricate an eerie backstory, as its own very real history is far more gruesome and horrifying than anything you might imagine. The manor, located on a large, 20-acre abandoned plantation, offers a number of different attractions, each one of which is based on the property's chilling history. I will preface this by saying that this is all alleged. This is all... People are still hotly debating whether any of this is actually real. But I mean, you can say that for most of the things that we talk about. Oh yeah, definitely. That's true. I think everyone's aware that everything is to be taken with a pinch of salt. Mm Mm-hmm. The property was originally owned by Jeremiah Lexer, born in 1828, a wealthy plantation owner who moved his family from the East Coast to the quaint little town of Talbot, Tennessee, in order to help develop and populate the newly established Hamblin County. Lexer was a well-known, influential, 
seemingly upstanding member of the local community, and later became the patriarch of a fairly extensive family who lived with him on the plantation. However, as you have probably already guessed, not everything was as it seemed with the Lexa family or their idyllic little town. From 1887 onwards, numerous missing person reports began rolling into the Hamblin County Sheriff's Department, with both travellers and local residents alike seeming to suddenly disappear. As the majority of Tennessee was undeveloped wilderness during the period, many simply assumed that the missing people had become lost while hiking through the treacherous, rugged terrain and succumbed to the elements, or had fallen prey to any number of the dangerous animals that lived there. As such, these missing persons reports were considered unlinked and largely brushed off as unfortunate accidents. That was, until the disturbing truth was finally revealed years later, discovered only after even more tragedy and bloodshed. In the early hours of the morning of July the 5th, 1902, Jeremiah Lexer murdered his entire family with an axe while they slept soundly in their beds. Then, once he had finished, he set his bloody axe down on the mantelpiece and threw himself out of an upstairs window to his death below. When Hamblin County Sheriff J.F. Hayes arrived at the Lexa plantation to investigate the brutal murders, he came upon a horrifying sight. As he is supposedly later quoted as saying, seeing so much gruesome torture and murder to innocent life was truly sickening. I vomited and had to go outside to regain my composure. Disturbingly, Lexa had scattered the dismembered remains of his wife, son, daughter-in-law and his three grandchildren, aged 12, 8 and 4, around the home, and, supposedly, he had also used their blood to smear incoherent phrases on the walls. If that wasn't horrifying enough, authorities were shocked to make the gruesome discovery of 31 bodies, all in various states of decomposition, buried in shallow graves in the backwoods of the property. As it turned out, Lexa had been abducting and slaughtering innocent victims for years, entirely undetected by his family or the authorities, exploiting the area's wilderness to disguise their disappearances as mere accidents. Contemporary psychologists have suggested that Lexa most likely suffered from a combination of severe schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, both of which were not very well understood conditions at the time, and as such were left unchecked without any medication. The residents of the small town of Talbot were disgusted and appalled by the news 
that a serial killer had not only been living within their midst, but that he had actually been a well-respected, prominent member of the community. It was perhaps due to this, as well as the fact that local officials were still desperate to continue populating the new county, that news of the gruesome event was kept largely hush-hush, so as to not dissuade potential new residents and businesses from moving there. It has been alleged that local media and law enforcement were even bribed to help effectively cover up the murders, with the local newspaper, the Morristown Gazette, writing almost nothing about the story. That's shady. The story remained fairly unknown outside of Talbot, until court documents regarding the case were officially unsealed in 1987 under the Tennessee Open Records Act, allegedly with great reluctance from the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. The property remained empty for a time, but surprisingly, and perhaps again, in an attempt to brush the horrific events under the rug, it was eventually purchased by a businessman, and the Lexa home became a restaurant, with an attached hair salon and barbershop around the back, both of which operated for many years. The property later switched hands, but remained a fairly popular restaurant. Even so, it closed its doors in 2001, leading many to speculate that there may be a more sinister or paranormal reason as to why these successful businesses closed down. Following this, the property remained untouched for nearly a decade, effectively abandoned and left to ruin, until it was purchased by the people who turned it into Frightmare Manor, which, as far as I was able to tell, first opened to the public in 2010, and quickly became one of the most popular haunted attractions on the East Coast. As Frightmare Manor focuses on, or as some may argue, exploits, the supposedly real grisly history of the plantation, it is possible that this continues to stir up the residual energy and paranormal activity of the anguished, trapped souls of Lex's victims who were murdered or disposed of there. In addition, Jeremiah himself is also buried at the east end of the property, which I'm sure would only further agitate and torment any spirit which does remain there. Supposedly, many aspects of the manor house remain how they were left following Lex's massacre of his family in 1902, including many personal items and belongings, a burnt-out fireplace, children's writing on the walls, and even axe-blade markings on the blood-stained wallpaper. With an actor dressed as Lexa, carrying an axe and chasing delighted, screaming visitors through the former family home, it is incredibly easy to see how this would provoke and antagonise the souls of those who suffered and remain there, 
as they are essentially forced to watch their deaths being mocked over and over again for the sake of entertainment. In arguably the most distasteful of the Haunted House's five attractions, named the Lexa Jump, visitors get to simulate Jeremiah Lexa's suicide for themselves by jumping from a three-storey, 30-foot-high platform onto a giant inflatable bag below. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that is... (laughs) That is awesome. That is great. That Mm. is so fucked up. I love it. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, like, it was a long time ago now. You can either make it really upsetting, like, he he killed his whole family. Mm. You can either be like, look how sad it is. Or you can be like, you know what? Let's make fun of the fucker. Mimic his death because he's a fucking coward. So I would do too. Yeah. So I would do too. So... After everything we've discussed so far, I highly doubt it will be much of a surprise to learn that quite a significant amount of paranormal activity has been reported at Frightmare Manor over the years. Staff, visitors, and paranormal investigators alike have all claimed to have had harrowing encounters with various entities witnessed unexplained apparitions and shadow figures, and heard disembodied wailing or screams throughout the property. Most frequently, people simply report a general feeling of anxiety and distress, caused by an oppressive, heavy atmosphere which permeates the entire manor. So, Do you think you would be brave enough to enter Frightmare Manor? If so, be careful. Or else you might end up encountering something far scarier, more horrifying, and indeed, more real than you paid for. God damn! That was was a great one. And I've never heard of that place before. This is just some more fun info, which I knew I had to include, but isn't very scary. <laughs> well, me. I mean, depending on who you are. So I thought I'd also mention the Nightmare at Frightmare Challenge, which allows you to win your money back if you successfully complete the three stages of the challenge. So as far as I'm aware, it's... to enter this challenge but if you win then you get that 15 back and also the price of the the ticket the tickets and maybe like merch and food and drink and stuff I don't know I want Um, a (laughs) t-shirt I don't want a fucking t-shirt it's like I survived Frightmare Manor well you might just want to buy it (laughs) (laughs) tell me tell me tell me so the three stages of the challenge are one that you have to eat something very gross, such as live cockroaches oh! and other insects. Apparently someone had to eat three live hissing cockroaches. I'd rather kill myself, to be honest. would rather kill myself. Um, two, you have to drink something very gross. Like someone had to drink seven ounces, which is nearly 200 mils of pepper spray which caused them temporary blindness. What the fuck is this? For a few hours. 
And then the third stage was to do something scary. So some people said that they had to like get in a coffin with like snakes and insects and stuff, which that would be like the the one that I would do out of those three. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> pretty chill actually. Like if it's just snakes, like cool, whatever, sure. Eating a just... live cockroach and drinking fucking three chemicals. Live cockroaches. What the fuck? Yeah. Wait, so none of this has been confirmed, you said? Oh, this part is. That's what people How have reported that they've that? had How to do. How can they legally do that? Because you is... have to sign a waiver for all of it. Um, Fuck. So there was even a lawsuit against them in 2013 when a participant nearly died after choking on a live bluegill fish, <gasps> the dorsal fin spikes of which became lodged in his throat leading him to be hospitalised for four days. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and bluegill fish are, like, the size of your hand. Like, I don't I don't know why they think that that was a good idea anyway. Just to get some anyway. money back? Are they crazy? Yeah. So that's the, the challenge. <laughs> it's like Saw, but, like, less fun. At least on <laughs> Saw, they have to do it or they'll die. Mm. This is like, you're paying to kill yourself. Which, yeah. I mean... Okay, you do you, hun. Like, it's a very creative way, if that is your intention, very mm. creative way to commit suicide. Or yeah. it's just fucking dumb. It is dumb. But then I know of, like, even worse haunted houses, like, attractions that do that. Um, there's one, I can't remember what it is, but they literally, like, beat you up. I mean, to be fair, if people are dumb enough to pay for it, <laughs> then fucking sell them what they'll pay for. Um, like... I, I guess that really is kind of like the question of horror, like how far is too far? How much are you willing to like commit to the experience? And mm. do you are you willing to kind of put your physical body at risk or just your mind, you know? Um, but I do think that anyone that actually is like, yeah, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll do this. I'll sign a waiver away <laughs> to this haunted house and give them my soul pretty much in exchange for what, like... 15 bucks and my ticket back are you kidding i'm not gonna come back here ever again i'm no. gonna be dead <laughs> like it's God like damn. psychologically stress me out as much as you want yeah oh yeah just fucking like fuck it up fuck it not up physically Be please physically i think is different i think <laughs> i don't know i mean but yeah like okay yeah fuck it more fool the people that actually sign up you know like if you're really dumb enough to do that then maybe you deserve maybe you deserve to swallow a fish and choke on it. Like maybe you <laughs> yeah. do. It's Honestly, true. Um what's that saying? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's my belief. That's why I don't go outside and I just drink wine very in my true. bed. Yeah, God so damn. what do you what do you think of Frightman Manor, Jasmine? I think it's absolutely badass. I think it's a great idea. It sounds do like you a think lot of fun. So, like, I think it's awesome. It I you know, I might be a prude, but there I... There are some, I, moral, there are some this, moral discrepancies, Yeah, if that, like, if someone genuinely was murdered somewhere, I don't then want to recreate that murder in my... Yeah, that's, that's pretty, for, that's pretty For my harsh. entertainment, yeah. But again, you're creating, you are mimicking the, the suicide of a horrible fucking man. Oh, no, not even that, family. just like being chased by someone dressed as the murderer yeah 
chasing I mean, me around a, a former family home where all these people were killed. The taste is in question. Yeah. But um, it is Tennessee. Um, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I mean, I think... Sorry, but Tennessee. That's, if that even... If any of this was true, like, it might be the ultimate scary backstory to claim that you didn't need to make a scary backstory. I mean, that's kind of more reason to believe that it's not true. Mm. Because if it were true, I'm sure there would be some kind of like a family member alive today who would be like, absolutely, no, you can't do that. Mm. Whereas if it were made up, a bit like um, a bit like with, uh, with the ride in Alton Towers, right? Mm-hmm. With the Hex, Hex ride. Yeah. It's based on a true story, but you're not, actively mimicking the presence of anyone that you're talking about it's 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 all kind of cinematic and an experience and then the actual ride itself is completely separate to the character Mm. whereas in this one it's very much like a character base it's kind of like what you'd expect to find at like disney world yeah i mean i think they've I think they've changed it ever so slightly now so that it's a bit more like Farmageddon. Like, I think they might have, like, a clown part. Fuck Farmageddon. Fuck Farm. I'm sorry. Uh, Farmageddon still shits me the fuck up. mm. I have a petrified... I hate... I hate chainsaw zombies. And in Farmageddon, a chainsaw zombie chases you around a little, Mm. like, abattoir. I can't stand. See, my... the, The part of Farmageddon that still terrorizes me if i think about it is the actual like having to squeeze through things and like that that blow up didn't think about tunnel. it okay. um it was great though but yeah that it was, was, horrible. It was really fun. yeah i mean i've but see i've always loved i've always loved that kind of feeling of like scare me but i know that you won't actually like touch me yes um and like that's what I think is so great about haunted. Like I've always loved them because of that feeling. Like mm. you can have the fear, but you know that like they're actors. You know that yeah. they're not going to hurt you. I think in this house, there's definitely like if you are mimicking an event that really happened, I guess that line would be very easy to blur. Mm. And I mean, again, it does make you. It does take away the credibility of it being real. Yeah, because it is so brazen in its like direct. It's not even like suggesting a a fall. It is like come and reenact a jump off of (laughs) kids. Come on, I I would say honestly, like I would be surprised if if it were real. And America being what it is, and America being so sensitive about these kinds of things, I don't think that they would actually have a real suicide being enacted. A fake yeah. one, perhaps, but a real I, one. I, I think, think it is sort of like the ultimate, yeah, fictional backstory to claim it's, that your backstory cool isn't fictional. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Blair like Witch, or yeah, I was just gonna say, just like, just like the Blair Witch, how everyone, like, when it first came out, everyone thought it was a real found footage film. That's what made it so amazing. I think, yeah, like more power to them. You know, like if you want to make a crazy house and have mad backstory and people actually pay to eat bugs <laughs> fuck go for it like yeah. please keep going you know i find it very heartening to realize that you can make money from doing literally anything yes um, you can. i get more and more surprised every day catty more and more surprised 
But yes, so that was Frightmare Manor. That was an awesome story. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much for Danny for recommending it to me. Thank you, Danny. Thank you all so much for listening. And we hope to have you back for next week's episode. Woohoo! If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at SpookyGirlsPod and on Instagram at SpookyGirlsPodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls and from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye.